Welcome to The Truth About Taxes and Retirement. This podcast is brought to you by SavingYouTaxes.com and hosted by J. Barry Watts. As an advanced tax strategist and enrolled agent federally licensed by the IRS, Barry is uniquely qualified to go deeper into the Internal Revenue Code than most accountants. He understands and interprets its provisions explaining how they'll help you reduce income taxes you owe so you can direct that previously wasted tax money into tax-free accounts that you can enjoy in your retirement years. Now, on today's episode. How much money do you have in your 401k? If you're like a lot of people, the answer is less than I had last week. Losing money in your 401k can cause you to lose sleep and to delay your retirement. But most Americans still accumulate most of their retirement nest egg using a 401k offered through their work, and that's where they hold most of their financial wealth. That's why today's topic is so timely as retirement designer Jay Barry Watts guides us in thinking about how to keep your 401k from going over the cliff on the truth about taxes and retirement. Hey, Patrice, did you hear about the guy who had a 401k? No, Barry, I didn't. Well, he had one. Unfortunately, the stock market went down and now he's only got a 201k. Did you hear about the guy who went to work for the new employer and they wanted him to sign up for the 401k? No, Barry, I did not. Uh, yeah, he didn't want to do it. He was afraid he couldn't run that far. <laughs> did you hear about the guy who rolled over his 401k? No, Barry, I did not. Now it just plays dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait a minute. Did you hear about the working dogs and the 401k? nines no i hadn't heard that one i'd give you a symbol crash but i don't have control of that sound effect <laughs> i just did <laughs> so today patrice we're going to talk about 401ks on the truth about taxes and retirement and since my comedy career is going nowhere i couldn't even get a job down in branson i'm going to stick to my day job as a retirement designer for Wealthcare corporation a company that helps people care for wealth isn't that an amazing coincidence? I like the symbol. I like that symbol. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we got our own band here. Maybe is Doc Severinsen still around? Can we hire him to come back and run our band? I think he might be a little. Ooh, I just told our age, didn't I? Yeah. Okay. So I mentioned that uh, I'm from Wealthcare Corporation. <laughs> And uh, that company helps people care for their wealth. And within the company, we've got a tax strategy and a planning division called American Tax Strategies, LLC, found on the web at savingyoutaxes.com. And an investment advisory division called Wealthcare Asset Management, LLC, along with a business exit planning division and a legacy planning division. We're a one-stop shop when it comes to accumulating money protecting money from taxes and bad markets. So I guess we might say keeping that money you've accumulated, turning your business into money so you can retire and spend your business on your retirement, and then on passing valuable assets. And that's not just money, by the way, passing valuable assets onto the next generation and the next one after that, and the next one after that in an area that we call legacy planning. So those are the divisions of our company at Wealthcare. I'm Barry Watts, your host on behalf of Wealthcare. And today we're going to focus specifically on your 401k and how to keep it from going over the cliff. Now, perhaps you have noticed lately that the stock market is diving and tanking and climbing again and diving and 
it's really dizzying. And if you are anywhere near retirement and it's not scaring you, well, I think it means you probably aren't paying very close attention. But the big message that I want you to get from our time together today is simply this. Your participation in the next stock market decline is not required. It's optional. You don't have to do it. Tell me more. Now I'm going to spend the rest of our time together, Patrice, trying to unpack that concept and talking about how to take the emotional worry out of your retirement accounts. You do know, don't you, that people are really emotional about their money. Nearly every day I hear from somebody who wants to talk about their account and they'll say, well, shouldn't we get out? It's going down. And, and if we do get out, just a couple of days later, they call back and say, shouldn't we be getting in? And if the market has a good day of recovery, they'll call and say, please tell me we didn't miss this big day of gains. It's exhausting. In fact, I'll tell you a little story that just happened to me this morning. Uh, I was out of the office on Friday. Uh, this is being recorded on Wednesday. But we had a guy come in the office on Friday and he was upset, lit up because of the amount of tax that he was going to have to pay due to a Roth conversion. I thought, oh my goodness, what have I done wrong? What did I fail to explain? Where did I drop the ball? So I went back and watched the videotape of the meeting that we had with him. And I, immediately I found in that videotape where we had talked about the Roth conversion, where we calculated out the amount of tax he was going to have to pay to the penny. We had it all figured out. We let him make the decision about how much he wanted to convert. He agreed to it. He was going to pay the tax. He even told us the accounting's going to pay the tax front. That was in November. Now, here we are in March when we're recording this. And he had forgotten about that meeting and about that conversation. And he was all lathered up and emotional. And thank goodness I had the videotape to pour a little water on his fire. Because after he watched the tape of his own meeting where he had acknowledged all that, then he's like, oh, well, okay, I guess I did. It's exhausting. It's exhausting to be watching the news. So maybe you ought to turn it off. It's exhausting, I'll tell you, to answer those calls. So uh, when you call, be kind, if you would. It's kind of like those signs on the doors of the restaurant now that says very few people are showing up to be your server, so be grateful for the one who did and just take care of them. You know, be nice to them. Let's all just be nice. So I would encourage you when you call your tax guy because your taxes are too high, or you call your strategist, that's me, because your taxes are too high, or you call your financial guy because of uh, your accounts wobbling around in the market, be kind, be nice. I had a really interesting call this week from a guy who did a rollover of his 401k six years ago, and uh, he'd invested in the type of program that guarantees the principal of his account. So there's your first clue. His principal is guaranteed. And yet when his account gains every two years, it takes whatever it gained and it locks in the gains and it turns them into principal and principal is always guaranteed. Well, this guy was concerned. And the reason he was concerned is his lock-in date is every two years. And he put this in place in 16. So he got a lock-in in 18. And then he was due to have a lock-in in March of 2020. Now, oh, if you remember, no. that's when COVID hit. So he had all these gains and then COVID kind of took some of his gains away a couple of weeks before his lock-in date. And that disappointed him. It was just bad timing. Well, now fast forward two years later, it's March, uh, 2022, it's time for his lock-in and uh, Russia attacks Ukraine and his gains go down. And so he's a little bit upset. So <laughs> I looked up this guy's particular account, uh, the one that he was concerned about. He had a lot of different accounts with us, but this particular account he'd started six years ago with 
And he's already locked in over $100,000 in gains that he can never lose. And today, despite the market going down, he's still worth $444,000 in that account. So I did a little fast math. Simple math said this. He's earned 63% in six years. That's just over 10% per year on an account where his principal is guaranteed. That's not shabby. It's pretty darn good. Do you think he should be calling and complaining or should he be sending me candy and sending my secretary flowers and asking if he could take my car and have it washed? (laughs) So the point is when times get tenuous like they are now, there's a lot of upset in the news and the media and the economy and the markets and the politics. That's only going to get worse, by the way. It's awful easy for us to be uh, grumpy and quick with each other. So I would encourage you to just back up. I'm speaking to myself now, by the way. Barry, just back up, be calm, speak nicely to people, explain to them your problem, and it'll all get itself worked out. So when it comes to dealing with your emotions, the first big rule is this. Don't let them cause you to act or react inappropriately. And in our case, when it comes to managing investments, like the guy with the account that had earned 10% a year with guaranteed principal, we've got a system and we discipline ourselves to that system. I recommend that you do that too. And you don't let the emotions interfere with you. And in a moment, I'm going to tell you about a part of one of our discipline systems that we follow in advising our clients. But first, Patrice, I want to ask you a question, if you wouldn't mind. What would you guess that the average person has in their 401k? How many dollars? Oh, I would guess between 70 and 100,000. Well, the average person has about, give or take a few bucks, $190,000 in their 401k. Account. Oh, that's much better than I expected. It is, but it's still not nearly enough to retire on. The average person has worked 20 or 30 years and they've been putting money into their 401k and they're getting a deduction on their taxes for making the contribution. And if they're lucky, their employer has been matching their contribution. And uh, maybe they've got a handful of four or five of the 14 mutual funds that they get to choose from in their 401k. And they're invested in some of those. Patrice, do you have any idea how they select which fund they're going to invest in? Yeah, well, if it doesn't look pretty on the list, probably just any, meeny, money, mo. Pretty close to that. Typically, what happens is they look at the list and they see which one performed the best last year. And that's the one they choose going forward. And we have a technical term for that that you learn when you go to certified financial planner school. It's called rearview mirror investing. Well, I don't think they taught that in school, but that's really what it is. It's investing by looking in the rearview mirror. Now, how would your life work out if you drove on today's journey by only looking in the rearview mirror? Not well. Now, that's not a good solution because the problem with rearview mirror investing is that what did best last year is not likely to do the best this year. So what should you do in selecting the investments that you use in your 401k? Well, I believe that the best way to invest is by simply measuring supply and demand, because when things are in demand, they go up in value. And things, when they are in supply, not in demand, but in supply, they go down in value. And the cool thing that's happened because of technology, and there are many cool things, we can measure the demand for every stock, every mutual fund, every ETF literally every investment, and we can compare them to one another and then rank them from the one that is in the greatest demand, that'd be the one up on the top, 
to the one that is in the least demand, which is actually called oversupply. And that would be the one at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And once we've done that, now we've got a pretty good list and we can see the average. So here's what we want to do in your 401k is we want to rank all the investment options from the highest demand on top to the most oversupplied down on the bottom. And then we draw a line in the middle of all those where the average is. And we only advise clients to own investments that are above the average line, meaning they're more in demand than the average investment in the stock market is because demand is what drives prices higher. So you're more likely to have a positive return, a better than average return, if you use a strategy that is similar to this. Now, of course, the challenge is where do you get the information to make these determinations? Well, the average person on the street probably can't, frankly, because they'd have to purchase the information and then they have to know how to interpret the information and do the calculations and determine which holdings are in their 401k that are above or below the average. And then they have to adjust their account accordingly. And they have a soccer game at 4.30 this afternoon, and they've got to bake a cake to take to the mother-in-laws tomorrow. And most people are too busy to mess with it. So we have a service that we're rolling out inside a Wealthcare Asset Management LLC, which is the investment advisory arm of the Wealthcare Corporation. A service that people can subscribe to where we provide them a monthly list of the investment options in their 401k that are above average. And so they can get that information, log into their 401k account, click about six times and boom, they have reallocated their 401k to the things that are most in demand. But Barry, that's yeah. no work. It is some work for you, Patrice. And if you think it's too much work, you may be like a guy I talked to recently. He said, Barry, I'd just rather set it and forget it. Mm. Well, okay. Okay, you can do that. Set it and forget it. But then what happens when our system signals that it's time to sell your investments and move to cash? Are you going to do that? Do you have a signal? Do you know when to do that? Or do you just have to ride it out? What's happened in your 401k since January the 1st of this year? Well, if you're like most people, you're down about 15% at this moment. What are you going to do? Are you going to ride it out when the market goes down? When Russia invades Ukraine, are you just going to ride that out? Or will you decide to sell then? You, you're going to do it by watching the news instead of watching supply and demand. And when the market ultimately goes down 30 or 40 or 50%, like it has in the past and like it will again, Will you go down with it? Or at some point, will you say, get me out? And when is the point? Now, here's some interesting facts for those who are in the set it and forget it crowd. Did you know that in 2021, over 70% of the stocks in the NASDAQ fell by more than 20%? And that nearly half the stocks in the NASDAQ fell by 50%. As of this broadcast, the same NASDAQ is down 18% since January 1. And if you own a fund that owns that kind of stuff, I just want to ask you, would you want to ride it out? Or do you think there might be a better way than set it and forget it? Now, some people think there is a better way, and the industry sort of promotes another idea. And the idea is simply this, that when the stock market gets choppy, you should move your investments into bonds. 
So your 401k may have some bonds built into it and they might call it, if you look at it real carefully, it might be called the government fund or fixed income or something like that. If you work for the federal government and you're in the thrift savings plan, they have two funds, the F fund, which is the fixed fund, the G fund, the government fund, your 401k may have something similar to that. Now, many people consider moving into bonds as something of a flight to safety. Now, think about this flight to safety idea. It's kind of like our friends in the Ukraine who are right now fleeing their country to go to Moldova or Bulgaria or Poland, where they'll be safer from Russia. Well, the idea is the same, that you are fleeing a dangerous stock market for the safety of bonds. But the question I want to ask you is, is it really safe? A lady called me this week, a listener to the podcast. In fact, she's 70 years old, lives just outside of New York City. She had heard me talk about one thing on the podcast about which she wanted to get more information. And so she'd done what you can do. She'd gone to www.savingyoutaxes.com and reached out to request an appointment with me. And you can do that. And I'm glad to help you. That's why we exist. We're experts in wealth and we care about helping people, hence the name Wealth Care Corporation. I'll be glad to help you just like I did here. her. That's why we're here. But on the way to getting the information I needed so that I could give her appropriate guidance, she happened to tell me of a few million dollars that she had in a brokerage account. But she said, oh, don't worry about that. I have it already set and I'm just going to leave it where it is in bonds. Now, I nearly lost it. A few million, a few million in bonds? Yeah, she had like two and a half million dollars sitting in bonds. And she was convinced that she had done the right thing because one of the big companies that advertise on TV all the time as being the low cost provider had convinced her, told her that bonds is where she ought to be. And what she didn't know is the person she was talking to, who was supposedly her guide, her Sherpa in this process, probably got out of college two years ago and had never been through a negative bond market and didn't know how it works, because that's largely who mans those telephone stations when you have an advisor assigned to you from one of those big companies. So I nearly lost it because this lady is in bonds because she thinks they're safe. She's bought into this myth that is promoted by the mutual fund industrial complex. And what she doesn't understand is that when interest rates rise, like they are currently doing, the value of existing bonds goes down. In fact, just since the turn of the century in the past 22 years, 21 years, I guess it is, bonds have gone down in value seven years out of 21 years. Hmm. That's 33% of the time. Now, according to Roger Ibbotson from Ibbotson's and Associates, it's a research service. Uh, Patrice, have you ever met Roger back when you were working for the Wall Street Journal? Can't say that I have. I've met Roger. I've got a picture of me and Roger somewhere. Uh, In fact, it's on some of our media stuff. And so Roger's a big name in the business. Um, According to Roger's research service, In 2003, United States Treasury bonds, that's the highest rated bond that you can buy, backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. In 2003, Treasuries lost 11%. And in 2009, they lost 15%. Oh. And from 2010 to 2011, they lost 11%. And in 2012 through 2013, again, they lost 15%. And in 2015, they lost 11%. So I just want to know, is that why you buy bonds? 
so that 33% of the time they can go down in value. Is that the safety that you're seeking? Because that's what the mutual fund industrial complex offers to you is you should buy bonds and bonds will make it safer. Well, think about it this way. If you got on an airplane, you're going to make a trip somewhere and the pilot gets on the intercom and he says, welcome aboard. Well, actually he would say something more like, yes, this is your pilot. Uh, welcome aboard. We're going to have a flight over to wherever today. And if you're like me, you're sitting there saying, I have no idea what the guy just said. Normally they would edit that out of the podcast. Hopefully they know that was intentional and they won't do that this it time. Will it will stay. All right. Very good. Well, so, so the, imagine the pilot who gets on and he does get a little closer to it. He says, this is your pilot. Welcome aboard. Two out of every three of these flights that we take arrive safely at their destination, just like we had planned. But 33% of them don't make it. Well, I just want to ask you, would you take that flight? Would you fly on that plane? If I'm already seated and buckled in, probably. Well, okay. I'm telling you, if it's really a, a one-third, two-third chance, there's a 33% chance I'm not making it, and I'm not going to take that flight. I'm going to go get on with somebody else. I believe that there's a better way than just saying, oh, I've got bonds, it'll all be okay. Or, oh, let's just set it and forget it. There's a better way. And I want to help you understand how to think about the better way today. Now, I mentioned to you that we're launching this new service built around the concept of supply and demand, where we'll take the investment options in your 401k and sort them to determine which ones are in supply, which ones are in demand, so you can reallocate your 401k on a monthly basis to keep it invested in the options that are available to you that are most in demand. And so if you're interested in that service, just reach out to us at savingyoutaxes.com and we'll refer you over to our investment advisory service and you can learn about this service and see if it is helpful for you. But if that service doesn't fit, there are still some other things you can do. First of all, if you separate from service, that is government speak for quit your job. If you separate from service, you are automatically immediately eligible to do a tax-free rollover of your 401k into a self-directed IRA at the custodian of your choice, which could be any brokerage company you like. And then you can hire a fiduciary advisory firm, one that is required by law to put your interests first above and ahead of their own. You can hire that firm to manage your account for you. And many people do that. Every month, dozens of clients across the country hire our advisory firm to manage those accounts for them in a self-directed IRA that they have rolled over to if they've quit their job. But you don't have to quit your job. Hmm. You can keep working. And if you're 59 and a half, it's highly likely that you can do what is called an in-service distribution. That means that while you're still working, you move your money out of your 401k into your own IRA where it can be managed more to your liking using the supply demand strategy I talked about. And having the full choice of investments, not just that limited list that they give you in your 401k, the full choice of investments that are available in the entire marketplace of the American economy. And roughly 70% of 401k plans offer an in-service distribution. So there's a pretty good chance that yours will. And I would encourage you, particularly if you're 59 and a half or approaching it, that you uh, should check your plan and see if your plan offers what's called an in-service distribution. Easy way to do that is just drop by HR or send them an email and ask them that question. But you don't have to do an in-service distribution. There's still yet another way 
Because many large companies have 401k plans that have what we call a brokerage window. And that means that rather than just investing in the list of a dozen or so funds that they offer, they will allow you to put your 401k money into a brokerage account that is inside of that IRA, I'm sorry, that 401k account, a brokerage account inside that 401k account. And that brokerage account then may be managed at some place like Charles Schwab or Fidelity or TD Ameritrade or Vanguard or wherever. And in that account, you can buy practically any investment that you want. You aren't limited to the dozen or so mutual funds that your 401k allows. And so many clients who are still working hire a firm like ours, Wealthcare Asset Management LLC, to manage their 401k while it remains inside their 401k account through the brokerage window. And so that allows them to take advantage of the supply-demand concept, but to have somebody else do the work on a monthly basis of moving the investments in and out and making the choices all on a tax-free basis in regard to what investments that they own in their account. So there's one other thing, though, that's really important. In any of those particular options, <clears throat> in addition to availing yourself of the supply-demand mechanism to know whether to be in the market and what is most in demand in the market or what most to, to buy in the market. In addition to those four methods, whether you're doing the in-service rollover or subscribing to the 401k advice, or you've done a separation from service rollover, or you're using the 401k brokerage window, you will get access to the indicators, which tell us whether we should be invested in the market or whether we should be in cash. So for example, in January of this year, and you know, so far this year has not been stellar in the stock market. In January of this year, we got the signal to sell out because the market had gone into oversupply. There were more sellers than buyers. So prices were in the process of going down. And so we followed the discipline. We did what the indicator told us to do. And since then, the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average have all proceeded to fall further in value while we've been sitting on the sidelines in cash, watching them fall and not being hurt by it ourselves. So that's the beauty of knowing whether to be invested in the market or to be out of the market. And if you are in the market to know what things to be invested in because they're in greater demand, and it's all available to you through one of those different ways in your 401k. Because you see, there are many better ways to manage your 401k than just allowing it to go off the cliff. And so we offer those kinds of tools to our clients at the Wealthcare Corporation through strategic tax planning, which we haven't really talked about today, found on the web at savingyoutaxes.com. And through our investment advisory firm, Wealthcare Asset Management LLC, we offer these services to those who desire them because our mission is to help people retire with confidence and dignity. Do you need help to do that? Well, maybe, or maybe you aren't sure. And that's perfectly okay. We can talk about it and you can decide. And if you'd like, you can schedule a time to visit with me. It's kind of funny, Patrice. When people get a hold of me, they'll often say, Wow, I can't believe I'm really talking to you. I figured you'd hand me off to somebody else. Well, no, no, we don't do that. When you call and schedule an appointment, you actually get to talk to me. I'm and sorry. I wish I had somebody better for you to talk to, but I'm the guy. <laughs> that is so comforting to know. Many times, as you just said, people are assigned somebody. No, here they are speaking to you. And oh. That's who we want, right? You're going to get to talk to me. And it may take a, a day or two or a week, 
but you'll get on my calendar. Julie will put you on there and uh, we'll have the conversation. So if you'd like to schedule to do that, just go to the website, savingyoutaxes.com. And there you'll find a way to schedule an appointment. You can uh, send us a message and ask for an appointment. You can go right to the calendar and schedule it. There's a phone number where you can call us. And uh, my assistant, Julie, will help you find a time that fits your schedule and that fits my schedule where we can talk about what's on your mind and see if we can serve you in some way that will be helpful. You know, Patrice, these are unusual times in which we live. Uh -huh. The pandemic has changed our country in ways we never conceived that it would. It wasn't possible to see little things like your favorite restaurant closing or, yeah. or only being open three days a week with very truncated hours because they can't get help. And then we've had this Russian invasion of Ukraine thing that's just put a lot of uncertainty on us. Who would have thought that would really affect you in the United States? We feel insulated from that, but you're not insulated because it's a global community we live in. And something that happens around the world affects us on this side of the world. Gasoline suddenly north of $5 a gallon. I heard word someplace, I think in California, of $7 a gallon I gasoline. I saw that too, yeah, yeah, seven. Now, by the way, I don't believe that that's <laughs> very much related to the Russian invasion. I think that's because we quit producing gasoline in the United States. Foolishly, we quit drilling for oil. That's another topic, though. Here's one for you. You can't go down to the dealership and just buy a new car because the one you want is probably not there. You have to order it. I'm trying to order a little vehicle, a farm ATV kind of vehicle, and I can't get it bought because it's not there. I have to go order it eight or nine months out. I don't need it eight or nine months. I need it Thursday. I Ain't want it now. Happen. Ain't gonna it's happen. not going to happen. Yeah. Um, my wife and I are tinkering around with buying a new boat. Guess what? Ain't going to happen. And what about food? Well, I hadn't even gotten to that one yet. I know. But you're absolutely right because your food prices are going to go higher. My farmer friends are seeing the cost of fertilizer skyrocket double what it was a year ago. And in some cases, they're not putting fertilizer on the land, which means they're going to produce less crop this year. And what do farmers use in the way of petroleum to farm their land? They use diesel because those big tractors run on diesel and diesel is high over $5 a gallon now. And all of those increases in fertilizer and fuel and everywhere else, they're going to find their way to your grocery store checkout. These are uncertain times. But uncertainty isn't new to America. It's just new to us. Because we've lived in relative peace and prosperity for most of our adult lives. Now, at the end of World War II, the atomic age was born. Truman dropped the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and suddenly we saw what atomic energy could do for the negative, but we began to see what it could do for the positive, too, in the creation of nuclear, is it fission or fusion, whichever produced power, electricity. Power. Yeah, nuclear power. There you go. And so nuclear proliferation became a thing at the end of the atomic age. And it was amidst the uncertainty of that time and the fear of that time that the great philosopher and author C.S. Lewis wrote these words. The first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we're all going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things, praying, working, teaching, reading, Listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, 
chatting to our friends over a pint and a game of darts, not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. It was a wise word in 1948, and it's a fitting word in 2022. Thanks for listening to this edition of The Truth About Taxes and Retirement, brought to you by the Wealthcare Corporation. I'm Barry Watts. Good day. This podcast is a production of the Wealthcare Corporation. The concepts discussed are for informational and educational purposes only and should not be implemented without first consulting with your own legal, tax, and investment counsel. This has not been an offer to buy, sell, or invest in securities, and this information is to be taken as educational concepts and not as advice for you specifically. The lawyers like us to remind you that all investment involves risk, and you could lose money. Past performance is never a guarantee of future results. Tax strategy services are provided by American Tax Strategies, LLC. Investment advisory services are provided by Wealthcare Asset Management, LLC. Thank you for listening to The Truth About Taxes and Retirement Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of SavingYouTaxes.com. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional tax and investment advice. Always seek the advice of your own qualified advisor with any questions you may have regarding taxes and investing.